How has the gospel helped you in times of need? Or has it? Has it even? That's a big question. <clears throat> um, to be honest, I haven't seen like any of it. We never know how to start these things. No, bro. we don't, we bro. We never know how to start. Well, welcome back to the pod, brother. And ladies and gentlemen. Episode three, <sighs> season two. How'd you like last week's episode? It's good. Yeah. My cousin, bro, Ryan. Just some good insights. Yeah. I learned some stuff about him. Did you? Yeah. Like what? He's a humble dude. It's probably like the biggest thing that I learned about him, you know? He's humble dude. <laughs> First thing that came to mind. But that was last week. You guys can go watch the episode. We got a new guy this week. This was a special one, man. It is a special you know, one. Dude, I had to pull some strings to make this one work. Pull some strings on this one. I thought I was pulling the strings. No. Come on, bro. Let's be honest here. All right, you Come on, bro. Let's be down. honest here. Let's be honest. Now, this one, we got our boy uh, from the Mish MDM. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen this guy. When's the last time you seen him? When he left the mission. Dang. When he gave me that tie that I still wear. What? And he signed it. Is that the one that you threw away last week? No, I literally just said I still wear it. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so who do we got this week? We got our boy, um, Lobetti uh, Ailupoteo. The third. The third. RG3. Respect on that name, bro. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, from Utah, man. He went to MDM with us. Um, served. Was it Was it 2022 you left? 2020 2022. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little bit my time, a little bit more your, uh, your time as well. Yeah. Just came back from uh, the college that you went to to play footy. Yep. SVU, Southern Virginia University. Heard they went, uh, was it 9-1 and one this, this season? Something like that. Yeah, check yeah, the stats. Yeah. Check the stats. <laughs> Star player. Star player. Bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him in. Be loose, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what a G, bro. What a G. Yeah, he's Put your mic, put your mic up. Put your mic up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's already on. Yeah, it is on. on. It is on. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hell, man. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on, man. I know it's a, it a long drive where you came down from Logan. Yeah. Yeah, how's that? Good, good. It's a long drive. <laughs> super, super wet. How super long of a drive is that? Two hours? It's two hours. It's not terrible. Bro, he drove two hours to come and join us on the pod, bro. This is my dog, dude. He's a G. Amen. What a G. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Of course. Dude, a lot of people have been asking me, man, what have you been up to these days? Um, like after the mission or Yeah, just daily life. Yeah, these like, days. Like now. These days, you know, like recently. So what have you been up to? You're out of school, you're out of school, that's for you. You came back to Utah. What you been up to since you came back to Utah? Uh recently just living life. Just living <laughs> life, man. Just working. Um, right what, now. what do you do for work? Um Hey, bro, keep it real, though. What do you work? Bro, tell us, bro. I just work. Um, Any, like, recent experiences of work here? <laughs> maybe today? Maybe a driving experience, maybe? Yeah, so right now, I'm working at FedEx right now. So I'm a driver. Just started. I crashed today. That's why I didn't want to bring it up, because I don't know how public this thing's going to be. But Oh, it's real public. It's real public. <laughs> it's open. It's out there. <laughs> um, but... 
I just got back from college thinking about <laughs> changes the subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to college probably this fall. Oh yo. Maybe try to walk on Utah State, but we'll see. Hey, okay. there you go. Okay. Don't be sick. So pretty much it. Nothing crazy. Nothing serious. Good man, good man. Same position that you were at uh Southern is it Southern Virginia? Yeah, Southern Virginia. Same position? What do you mean? Uh, are you gonna walk on to Utah State the same position you Tried out for uh, SVU? No, definitely not. SVU was a was a D three program, mm-hmm. so I I was a lot bigger compared to like a lot of other D three players. But it's a D one, like I'm tiny, so they're probably gonna put me at SVU. I was DN. Yeah, but if I go to Utah State, they're probably gonna put me at like linebacker. Outside, yeah. Hopefully, you know, fingers yeah. crossed. Well, obviously the camera can see the straight freaking python biceps as these guys. Yeah, no, he took all my muscle. <laughs> Should have bought a hoodie. I don't know what I was thinking. Sheesh, no, man. Oh my gosh. I'm right, I got a vest, dude. This thing's puffy. Like you can't really tell what's going on underneath, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. He man. said, "I'm gonna bring the button up," but it was really for the sleeves. We all know. This. We all Stop. know, dude. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Hey, once again, hey, thanks for coming on, man. I know it's a of course. It's kind of a big deal. I know you've listened to all the episodes. Um, Dallin Graham was your favorite one, I heard. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a good one. That dude was super open and honest. I think that's what yeah, made it, it was, such yeah. a good episode. Good old Dallin Graham. Shout out to Dallin, man. I know he's listening to this one. My Miss boy. you, Big Graham. Miss you. Big Graham! I, I didn't even notice it was him because his mustache. He's got the little mm, stash yeah. going on, boys. No. Yes, sir. Like yes, sir. Luigi. But there you go. All right, man. Yeah, welcome on to Guest 99. Let's just jump into it. Um... Super solid that you went to college, bro, and how that's been going and trying to walk on to Utah State. That's kind of a big deal. Utah State's a big deal these days, yeah, it is. man. They're a good program. Jordan Love out there? Yeah. Mm. Got his rookie card at home. Do you? We're making money. We're making money. Like five bucks? I think it was like six ninety nine. I think, last time I checked. Okay, yeah. Maybe inflation's got it like yeah, seven you're right. or Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was probably a fake signature, too, so. <laughs> 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 Alright man, let's jump into it, bro. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Big loops, let's start from the beginning. Be honest, bro. Did you always want to go on a mission? No, actually not. Tell me that story. How'd that go down? Alright, so this is what happened. <clears throat> this is what happened. So it was my senior year and I had a couple offers to play some football. None of my siblings went to go on a mission, and um, I don't know how it is. I'm pretty sure a lot of families, like, the parents get super strict, but for my situation, like, my parents are, like, like off the board strict, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, be home by 6 p.m. type of strict, like, throughout my whole life, and <clears throat> for a long time, I was seeing that as if it was the church is doing, you know? Shit. Shoot. The church is... <laughs> The church is doing it. So I, I put a lot of blame on the church at that young age, yep. which kind of triggered me not wanting to go on a mission. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be like that to my kids. Yeah, I don't want to be like that in general. You know, my whole life, I didn't really have a lot of freedom. Um, but my parents are good. Like, my parents are they're dope. They love my parents. <laughs> but, like, realistically, that was kind of the huge thing. I didn't want... The church's way of how I want to live my life, but I still went. I was forced to go. Yeah. Um. But I'm actually glad I went, which is, you know, shocking mm-hmm. turnabout. So, 
Yeah. Why? Why? Why are you glad you went? What? What happened on the mission? Besides, like us, you know. I mean, obviously, like. Well, you guys are actually a huge part of it. Honestly, I'll be straightforward with that. Um, but it was hard at first. Like, it was just crazy because when I went, it was doing COVID. We yeah. couldn't do like shit, like at all, like the whole time. I had missionaries. I'm not gonna say no names, but they were watching Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bro, like, what is this, you know? Like, you know that didn't even want to go on a mission and you know better than watching Star Wars. I'm over here waking up at 6.30 in the morning and I had companions waking up at 8. <laughs> and these are my trainers who've been out on the field for a long time. I was like, bro, what oh, is this? Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't come on a mission to, to be a dad. <laughs> so, oh, it was just a huge, like, turn off. Like, I was like, I should be knocking on doors. Yeah. But I'm getting meetings over Zoom on how to use Facebook. The way they teach us is creepy. Like I'm a professional stalker, so I hate those meetings, bro. John need any tips on how to stalk people? Join the Facebook groups, boys. Take them by name. Exactly. Holy cow, but it's just a whole lot of like BS. Like I was like, this is not what I expected. You know, growing up, we saw missionaries like, oh my gosh, these guys are like heroes. Like these guys who I want to be. You know, mission, they're just other humans. Like they're just humans who make mistakes. Some like stupid stupid mistakes mm-hmm. if i was any better i think what really turned around was the people that i really got to meet mm. whether that be my missionaries my companions um or just people that we met talking just preaching the gospel and like that's what really kind of tied it together for me like the gospel wasn't no forceful thing like my parents were my parents that's just how they 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 raised me like they're just super rough. that had nothing to do with the church and how God taught the gospel, it, it had nothing to do with that. And that was kind of the realization of this is where I need to be. This is where I want to be, which was a huge. I have it written all over my journal. It was crazy, like huge, like eye opener for me. So it was really cool. I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you said that you, you're glad that you went because I definitely am. I know Austin is too. I'm definitely some things that. I feel like I, I think about my mission every day more just about like just like the memories of it right mm-hmm. um, and I remember I remember the first time I met you it was uh, I don't know if it's just the poly thing but like <laughs> like if, if you can be anywhere in the world and if you see another poly bro you you just automatically acknowledge them like you give them a nod you, you look at them just that ultimate just random respect is just there for some yeah. reason so there's only like the whole the whole time we were in there we were, it was only like three or four polys the whole time we were there, right? Yeah. So it wasn't too many of us. I remember my, my first transfer I went, I was only I was only about for like what twelve weeks, twelve weeks. Go to transfers, didn't know anyone. Lupo had all the freaking elders around him. He was the most popular dude in the mission. And I'm sitting there. Notice like, how he said elders, not sisters. <laughs> <laughs> to preface that, at the time there was only elders and sisters. I, I, I don't like, think it was the sister missionaries are scared of me, located. Yeah, they the the same for me too. So. <laughs> they just ran away when they saw me. <laughs> balance, bro. They balance. Now, nah, but I remember seeing him, and he's like, he looks at me, he's like, "Yo, Ike, man, what's up, bro?" I'm like, hey, what's up, big dog? <laughs> and then we just topped it up a little bit. Come to find out, he went to like Cypress High School. I went to Kearns. So it was like 15 minutes away from each other, bro. And then ever since then, we uh, never served around because president didn't want us to muck around. So mm-hmm. that's just what happened. But yeah, so like meeting people, like what you were saying, I don't want to say it's one of the biggest blessings for my mission, but it definitely is a great blessing just because 
the people that you meet with, like, especially missionaries, and then the people you teach as well, crazy relationships that are going to last for a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, look at us right now. This podcast wouldn't <laughs> exist if, if one of us didn't go on a mission, right? Or, or exactly. both of us, right? That's crazy. You know, which is crazy to think about, right? I mean, you know, the people that we come in contact with not only affect our lives, but hopefully we affect their lives as well. And I think that's that's what's really cool. Is like we can sit here and be like, yeah, like that was one of my favorite parts of the mission is, you know, like all the people that we got to meet and the lives that we got to touch. But, you know, it's like the same thing for them. Like they will always remember those missionaries that, that taught them, right? You know, they will always remember Elder Ayolupotea, you know, coming to their house and, and teaching them the gospel and, and bringing the, the spirit into their home. And I think that's one of the coolest things of the mission as well is like we never forget them and they never forget us. Yeah, I agree. And I, I didn't, we were talking about like the early days when you get trained as watching Star Wars and stuff, right? Which is hilarious. We'll put their names in the description. But uh, <laughs> they know who they are, too. <laughs> they know. They know. They know, boys. That I white watched it with them. <laughs> <laughs> they popcorn together and everything. That's, dude, bro, that's hilarious. <laughs> but I also remember, like, bro, I feel like your first like six months of training was kind of rough. Is that was like, would you say that or because I, I feel like you told me stories about just what kind of happened, and I don't feel like it was kind of fair and how you kind of dealt like me in training or me doing the training, you in training like the first like few months. Because I heard a story that you told, I remember you telling me this, and I think about it once in a while. Is uh, I remember you said when you first went through the temple, was on the mish, and one of your companions was low key anti in you during the session, and I was thinking about that, but I was like. Yeah, wherever you are. <laughs> I'm still here, bro. Strong in the church. He's here and you're not. <laughs> you're a dog, bro. Leave oh, him alone, shoot, bro. Leave crazy. him alone. No, that actually did happen, though. Yeah, but I remember you telling me that. I remember thinking, I was like, bro, going through the temple the first time is already a weird experience. And now you have someone in the back of your back of your ear who's supposed to be your trainer. And telling the you guy this. you look up to and respect, arguably one of the most doesn't, doesn't on make your sense. mission. Doesn't make sense to me, bro. So just like I, you told me opportunity, like stories about that. Bro, that must have been rough. Yeah, it was super, super tough. But it's good. I think it happened for a reason. Mm. I'm the kind of person I am. I'm very uh, like you can tell me that you have you can fly and have powers, and I would believe you. Like I'm just that gullible. I think. That experience alone, like, made me realize that I actually need to do research mm. myself, and so I did. I went to the mission president. In fact, we actually got um someone who his main job is literally to fight against anti Mormonism, um, to speak to that guy. You know, I'm talking about. Um, it didn't go very well, but I think that was meant for me. Yeah. I asked mm-hmm. a bunch of my questions. I was like, yeah. and it just, it was just, I don't know, just things happen for a reason. And I think one of those reasons was for me to realize that you can't just go around not doing your own research. I think God wants us to question things. God wants us to um, know what we're really getting into. Otherwise, you're just going to get effed. (laughs) Effed. Yeah, that's a good word. (laughs) Um, That was was a pretty crazy experience. Um, I think during my training was definitely uh, one of a kind for sure. Um, it's just weird because it's very specific, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think the hardest thing that I had was just how different my lifestyle was compared to theirs. 
I wasn't like strictly to the books, but they were, or at least one of them was. <clears throat> and it was just super hard because what I felt like we could have done without breaking the rules completely, he just saw it as like Sodom and Gomorrah, like just, mm -hmm. just pure evil, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, like for an example, like we weren't allowed to help members with like service opportunities. We'd have to have a non-member present in order for us to help the members, which in my head made no sense. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't make any sense of it either. And I asked him, I was like, why? Like the members were needing our help. And he just said no. And I was like, we're missionaries. We serve people. That's what our purpose is. That's what we are literally here to do. And you're going to say no to a service opportunity. He's like, well, we're told not to. I was like, well, I'm telling you we're supposed to. Like, literally. And he was just, you know, just like stuff like that just kind of made things hard. Like, mm -hmm. it just didn't make any sense. But they expected us to, like, research our questions. But at the same time, don't, if that makes any sense. I don't know if that answered your question, but. No, I was kind of in the same boat as you. It was just like. Especially with the rules, like I definitely tried to be a, as be as obedient as I could have been, but most of it was like in the real world. This this situation doesn't make sense. Like in that situation you just said, bro, if a member needs help and we're not doing anything today, like what are we gonna lose? Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's a relationship building opportunity right there yeah. that we're gonna miss out just because mission rule is we're not allowed to but in a real world situation that's the most normal thing you could do so you, there's definitely a, a balance between like okay just you know on the books what the rules are and then like let's just have some common sense here they need some help we got nothing to do today they got food for us why are we staying home? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Just to watch Star Wars, bro. <laughs> yeah, to watch Star Wars, bro. That's more disobedient. We didn't want this show. That's what I'm saying. Don't even started. Don't even be started on that. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it for sure. I mean, I was I was trained by two zone leaders, so they was... Love them. Love them. Like, my mission could not have been the same without those dudes starting me off on the right foot, but... They were, it was go, 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 go. Yeah. Like, it was very strict, very right thing. 6.30, they were on their knees, bro. 10-minute prayer in the morning. I was like, dude. 10-minute prayer? Still asleep. Man, hey, bought me an extra 10 minutes. Hey. <laughs> Every minute actually, counts, man. Like, dude, yeah, they started their day with 10-minute prayer. And I was like, bro, what you guys talking about? <laughs> you guys asleep over there for sure. <laughs> I'm up, bro. But, I'm up, no, anyways, no. I get that, though. But how do you feel like how do you feel like the rest of your mission went? Right, we kind of talked about your training. You went on to you had rough training, but then you went on to train like almost every transfer. The last what? The last like half your mission, yeah, at least. Yeah, that, that was works, you know that was shocking to me too. I didn't expect the mission president to even trust me to teach hmm. missionaries how to mission. Arguably, one of the most important roles in the mission is trainer. Yeah, basically, right? I mean, you're, starting, you're starting that missionary's mission off on a good obedient foot or watching Star Wars and not <laughs> doing service <laughs> for members. Like. Seriously. Not training was super fun. I think it was helping me more than it was helping the missionaries that I was training for sure. Mm. 
Um, but I think. Sorry, what was your question again? Just like how the rest of your mission go. Like how did that? How did training impact? You know, like you. I guess you could say. I think it kind of just formed a desire of the kind of man that I wanted to be, or to go deeper, a father figure. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I think a lot of times in training, you don't realize that who you're training has no idea what the hell he's doing on the field. You can be teaching a lesson, you look at him, and they're just... <laughs> <laughs> you know that look? They're like... Uh, I bear my testimony. Yeah. <laughs> and they just go straight to the invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the most frustrating thing ever, but it's also the most, like, one of the biggest realizations I had while training. Like, the importance of that specific job. Mm -hmm. Which I was surprised on how many times I was trusted to train. Mm. Um, I wasn't the most obedient. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I'm exposing myself. <laughs> no, I was I was good to guess. Don't talk about Cleveland. Don't talk about Cleveland. We're not gonna talk about Cleveland. <laughs> no, I tried. I tried, but my purpose was behind it. It's the intentions behind my actions mm. that mattered. Whether it broke the rules or not, yeah. If the intentions are right, I'm gonna do it, and yeah. that's kind of my principle. Um, like there were days where we weren't allowed to knock. We went knocking anyways. <laughs> I was like, why not? Huh? Someone's got to preach. Someone's got to get baptized. Well, I'm yeah. responsible. I'm responsible for preaching the gospel here. Like, what am I gonna do? Sit at home? Exactly. Not give them the gospel. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't care if there's an inch of snow on the ground. Let's go, <laughs> bro. Yeah, talk literally, about let's snow. go. Like, talk about snow. Remember when we duct tape <laughs> freaking snow shovels on our freaking white shirt, this dude? We were on exchanges. This dude goes, "Hey, let's go shoveling." Like, there's a foot of snow out there, bro, and we don't got a car. And he's like, "No, let's let's just duct tape shovels to our backs. We'll hop on our bikes." And we'll just go. Sorry, shoveling. I was like, what? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll post the video in the description. Because I got a video on that. <laughs> Let me just ride our bikes. Just ride our bikes in the ice. Just like going around after the movie and shoveling snow. They look like it's weird crazy. Yeah, we look pretty dumb. I mean, at the moment, I felt like a hero, bro. Oh, you felt amazing. Especially after breakfast of like pancakes or who knows what we Sheesh. had. Sheesh. <laughs> some fine pancakes. Anyways, we're going to try to That's a little. But I think... <clears throat> I think... Like, during training, we had, like, specific rules on how to train, read the pamphlets, read specific scriptures. Mm -hmm. But the way I learn is not through what I read, but it's through what I do. Mm -hmm. So when I train, I'd be like, hey, we're going to go to Kroger, and I want you to go talk to 10 people. Yeah. I don't know what you say, what yep. you do, have a conversation with 10 people. That's the goal. And just seeing, like, these missionaries who are freshly on the mission, like, get stressed out trying to talk to somebody is the funniest thing ever because <laughs> at home it's easy you know it's easy you can go over there and be like what's up shoddy you know what missionaries what are you guys gonna talk hey. to people at bro at the club sheesh <laughs> no but it's a super you're in front of that Kroger <laughs> that you're gonna be saying that too bro Shucks. no no i'll just pull up an example but on the mission it's just different because you got a white shirt you got a tie on and you just look like a weirdo. You got a yeah. tag on. Everyone who looks at you is like, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. you know that feeling. Mm -hmm. But just seeing him struggle and being able to be there to help him, like that was a huge impact on my mission. Like mm -hmm. so much. It made me feel important. It made me feel like I was impacting somebody's life, let alone whoever he's going to teach in the future. Mm -hmm. And there are times where, you know, I would quote whatever my trainer said, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Some of the trainers I had. I had, a, I had many, 
on many. But some of the trainers I had, I hated their guts. <laughs> but the things that they taught me stuck with me. Yep, you know what I'm yep, saying? Yep, those yep, are the yep. kind of things that made me realize, like, holy smokes, like, whatever I teach this kid, like, it's going to impact. And the yep. same with life. Whatever, like, me as a father, my son or my daughter, like, whatever they go through in life, like, they're going to remember what I'm going to teach them. Mm-hmm. Not through what I say, but through what I do, what I hear, everything. I think that was kind of the hugest impact as a trainer on my mission was just realizing how important your role is as a trainer and how I was able to relate that to being a good brother, um, boyfriend, husband, father, whatever, whatnot, you know, et cetera. So I don't know if that answered your question. But no, I love it. I love it. I think, I think it's huge, right? I think if you get the opportunity to train on your mission or even if you don't, you can still have those same, you know, those same opportunities, right? But you learn so much about yourself about being a trainer, about the example that you set and, and you know, how you can impact somebody else's life in a very personal and meaningful way. And so I think there's a lot to be learned from, from being a trainer. Again, if you're not a trainer, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, you can still learn those all the same lessons. It's yeah. just from having a companion in general. Yeah, it's definitely a different experience to, um, like, you're literally that person's guidebook. Like, anything he does, he's looking for you for for advice or just to see if you're doing it correct and to be in that position is super cool and just to um kind of reevaluate yourself as in like okay am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing am i setting a good example for that person because if i don't that person is just going to know what they've been taught and it's just going to go on and on and on and it's mm-hmm. not going to be fixed so i know i remember you did train a lot of people which was super cool man it's just super, super good to see because a lot of those people a lot of those missionaries um turn out to be great missionaries and great disciples of jesus christ as well but um we talked about a little bit before the mission why you went on the mission how your mission went let's talk about post-mission life um in post-mission life how long have you been back now damn like probably like a year and a year and like a couple months you're in a few months you're in a few months just super in general how has your time at home been for you To be real, um, hard. Like, it's low-key being a struggle, trying to put the puzzles together. Yep. I mean, on the mission, every day was planned. You knew exactly what you had to do. Everyone had the same purpose. Just to teach lessons. We had a schedule, a routine. Shit, I had a specific time I'd shower. Like, that's how mm. routine the mission was mm-hmm. that I never really thought about whatever free time I had or whatever free time I did have. I just wanted to go play basketball without a single you know, hair of stress of life. Mm-hmm. Becoming home is different. Like people you meet before your mission, how much they've changed. Yep. Even your family, like people, you know, gone just like, it's like it's just hard like it's just like life smacks you like a freaking flying rocket ship <laughs> in the face but all in all i think with the worldly aspect of things it's been a struggle but with the spirituality things i think that's what makes a balance of what you can and can't do if that makes sense mm. Like, I know that if I were to falter, right, let's say I become homeless, maybe I am, who knows. (laughs) 
But I not know with a shirt like that. <laughs> Maybe with the beanie. I don't know. <laughs> hey, <you're laughs> it's clouded too much. My bad, my bad. My bad. But I know that like if anything were to happen, like God has a plan. Like simple as that. Like I've seen it on my mission, and whoever we were teaching, they were going through real shit. Like we've been in Detroit, bro. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Like bro. they were going through it. They were going through. We had something called Detroit Dump where they dump us like the craziest mm. information. But even they were able to find some sense of joy and light. Yeah, it's a good point. And like no matter how hard life gets, everyone gets hit differently. But for me specifically, like I just know that because of my experience with the mission and what I've learned, I can get back on my feet no matter what I go through. Like I can fight 10 demons. Mm -hmm. I'll get back up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like stuff like that. But like to answer your question, like it definitely has been pretty hard. It's been pretty tough. Yeah. And I agree. It's been tough for me. It's been tough for Jensen. Oh, yeah. It's been tough for a lot of people, but every person's experience is a little bit different. Of course, right? <clears throat> Everyone's different. But that's why we have a platform like this. To have opportunities to talk about stuff we need to talk about. Like, you know, we're all on the same boat. We're, all, we're on the same mission. But we've all had different experiences on the mission and coming home as well. But I feel like what we've also talked about is we also have a thing in common which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when times get tough, that's what we lean on towards, right? Because we have, you know, Helaman 512, you know, the rock that we can um, build our foundation upon, Jesus Christ. And when, tithe, when life does get tough, it's good to know that whatever happens, I can lean on that and he will always be there. So my question to you, Big Loops, is ever since you've been back and it has been tough and i know it has been and it's been for me as well and for jensen as well how has the gospel helped you in times of need or has it has it even that's a big question <clears throat> um to be honest i haven't seen like any of it mm. like any help i think i'm just kind of like Holding on the gospel with no effect happening, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's something I'm doing or something that I've done that I'm being punished for. Whatever it is, like, I'm not going to lose my faith. Like, yeah. I've seen what I've seen. I've done what I've done. That's not going to change my belief system. But to be honest, like, since being back, I haven't seen much of an effect. Maybe I'm not seeing it. But it's actually happening. Mm. Maybe it's still in the process of happening. But yeah, to be completely honest, I haven't seen much. And I appreciate your honesty because that's, that's your experience. You know, I can't say that that hasn't been your experience. That's just what he's been going through. Yeah. And it's true. How many people have you met on your mission who have gone through the same thing? Like, I've never seen God in my life. Yeah, I haven't felt Jesus or the Holy Spirit in my life. Mm -hmm. When you were teaching people like that, what would, what did you usually say to them? People like... When they're like, yeah, I haven't felt God in my life. There's no God. Like, like, I'm living on the street. He doesn't care about me. Rewind the clock two years ago. <laughs> when you're on your mission, what would you usually say to that person? Damn. Say a lot. I think the biggest thing that I would rely on is analogies. I'm a big fan of sports, mm -hmm. and sports teach us about life. I mean, 
Absolutely. Anyone who's played sports knows that. Whether it's a single sport or... But that's what I'd use because... I don't know exactly specifically what I'd say. I'm probably just going to butcher this, but I think what I would do is... Everyone on... Let's just use a football team, for example. Everyone on the football team has a purpose. And I think I've used this analogy with you. I think you taught me this, actually. Hey, it's coming full circle, boy. Well, if I, I butcher it, it's his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> well, so I'm not scared no more to butcher no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, listen. So every player on the, on the team has a purpose, whether they're quarterback, lineman, running back, etc. But behind every single one of those, like, Positions. Positions. There's someone ahead, like above, that kind of puts them there, that things seem fit for that position, which is a coach. And I relate this a lot to God. Everyone in life is different. Like we all have our different talents, different colors, different everything, you know, everything. But there's a coach, and I relate the coach as, as God. And we can do whatever. We can play football, whatever. You can do whatever the heck we want. We can make Jensen. You're a tight end, right? Something like that. We can put Jensen at a freaking running back. I don't know how that would look, but probably won't be as fast. <laughs> but all in all, like in a real football game, we can do whatever we want. But without the coach's guidance, the game's not going to go as flow as we'd want it to. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing with life. And that's how to use it as an analogy. It's super simple. And everyone knows it. Like, everyone knows that stupid. Like, oh, yeah, of course, we have positions. And without the coach, like, we wouldn't know what to do. But, like, really think about it. Like, we are put here on earth. We all have to have a purpose of somewhat. Whether to be whatever we want in life. And we can do whatever we want. It's just going to be hard if we don't have that sense of um, comfort. Knowing that there's someone that has our back. Which is God, our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And I, I tie that in, and he has our back because he sent Jesus Christ to die for us, like literally. Like he was on the cross, bleeding, and still willing to forgive us after everything we've done. We've stabbed his back, we spit on him, we put a crown of thorns on his head, we freaking put nails. How long was it? Like this long through his hands. And like, that's how much God loved us, was he sent his son to die for us. I think using that analogy kind of helped me. Make them feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, feel. Yeah, I agree, and that's that's a good analogy. You know, I taught you that early on in my mission. You know, a couple months in my mission, so I was able to <laughs> adapt it, make it a little bit better as I went on. Uh, you know, I threw it up a little bit, but but the one that I came up with, you know, it's the same setup, right? You have a team, right? You have all these players, right? But you never see the impact that one individual player makes until mm-hmm. he stops doing his part. Mm. Right, and you relate that to the gospel, right? You never see the impact that you make until the gospel makes on you, right? When you're living the gospel, it's super hard to to recognize how big it's really impacting you, how much it's really impacting you, right? You're just doing your part, or you're just doing it. It's the same thing, right? But the second you stop, you can see it, and others around you can notice it, right? And they can see that in you, and they can be like, hey, you're not doing your part. You're not doing this anymore, Right? And so it's hard to recognize it when you're doing your part, right? You don't get the recognition. You don't see it, right? You're doing your part. You're doing everything's right. Everything's going well, 
right? And then the second you stop doing your part, whether that's football, basketball, volleyball, soccer, right? it doesn't matter. One person's not doing their part, right? The whole team's going to notice it. You're going to notice it, right? And and I think that's when you finally see, oh, that was doing a lot more for me than I realized, <clears throat> right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that you said that. And I love what you said too, bro. Just like... Um, I'm not trying to gas you up, but you definitely were, were one of the better teachers in our mission just because how normal and natural it came across. Mm-hmm. And that's what missionaries struggle with. I'm um, just making it normal and natural. But I love what you said, how you would teach it if you were teaching someone who was going through your problem. Two years ago, that's how you would do it. And Jensen said he taught you how to do it. So, no, I didn't say good that. man, good man. <laughs> <laughs> I told him how to do it. But my follow up question, Lupo, is this is two years ago, you would have taught that to someone. Who's going through the problem you're going through? Would that still apply to you today to answer your own question? Damn. Maybe I need to like teach it in the mirror or something, you know? It would have like a same effect. I don't know. Hmm. But I think so. Maybe. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. I was going to say, I like that answer because I'm not trying to come across like I'm the perfect person. Like, I'm mean, honest, I haven't read my scriptures in like weeks, bro, ages. <laughs> so I can't sit here and act like I'm the most perfect person. But what I can say is I've definitely, I've definitely struggled since I've come back. You know, life is tough. We all know, we know, we all know how it goes. Um, but I could definitely say that however far i fall off or when i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing i always know where i can find that happiness and that joy again cool i can go play sport i can go watch star wars i can go on a few dates it's not gonna make me have fullness of joy like i know where i can find it mm-hmm. and that's probably the lesson that i've learned since i've come back everyone's lesson is different is that when when i'm not happy and when i have joy Two different Caleb's, bro. Two different Caleb's. Amen. And, um, and I just love how the the Caleb feels when he knows where the joy is and when he's in it. And it's, it's an up and hill battle, man. That's just how life goes. But to know that, you know, you can have your coach. You can have Heavenly Father there. You can have your team captain, Jesus Christ. You can have your brothers right next to you playing the same game. To know that you can rely on them and to know guarantee we like we said last week we have the answers to the test we just need to do them and i always think about that i don't even know who said that or if i came up with i don't know what it was but we have the answers to the flipping test we just got to freaking do it and when i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing i think about that and it kicks me in the head and it kicks me in the butt and it makes me do what i'm supposed to be doing so that's kind of why i don't want to ask you the question but thanks for sharing yeah, amen. No, I agree. I mean, the answers are all there. The hard part is just doing the answers, man. Right? It's that's it's not the same thing as, as a test in school, right? Where you just say, oh, I know, this. I know this. All right, I'm just checking those A, B. Oh no, that's D. You know, like it's not the same, right? You know, life's hard. It's hard whether you served a mission, whether you didn't serve a mission. Right? It's hard either way. You know, and I think it's just being able to to have a good support system as well as living the gospel, as well as doing things that that keep you busy and engaged in good things. Um, you know, but I think that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned on my mission was just like the people that I surround myself with, they have a much bigger impact on me than I realize. 
right? You know, and, and I think, and I realized that like halfway through my mission, you know, I was like, oh dang, wow, like this companion has a much bigger impact on me than I wish he did, right? And it was in a negative way, right? Which kind of helped me realize like, okay, like this isn't as good as, I'm not being and doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, and, and he, I'm letting him influence me, right? And so, Lupa, I want to ask, do you, do you feel like you've had and do you have a good support system to rely on like when life is hard, right? Because it's not just when it gets hard, it is hard. So do you feel like you have that good support system? Yeah, I think I do. I was say, you always call me. That's good. How do you feel like they, how do you feel like you've been able to rely on them and like, and then help you through those hard times? You know, nothing like too personal. We don't want to get too deep, but Are you, good? you know, like, have you, have you seen them like make that difference in your life? Yeah, for sure. One of them is, um, my older brother. Um, <clears throat> he's probably the dumbest. Like I thought he was like a good influence. He said, he said dude's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like for all that dude's dumb. If he sees this, I want him to know that he's dumb. But no, nah, like he's not really blood, <clears throat> like my blood brother. Yep. But I just grew up with him. Mm-hmm. He's married. He's got a kid. I'm just sharing out his whole personal life. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, Junior is his name, by the way. Junior. Dummy guy. Dumb. <laughs> Anyways. Dogging on this dude. No, but for real, it's not so much what he said to me, because everything he says to me is dumb. But it's just his actions. <laughs> his actions are kind of what made me realize like I can always rely on this guy. Like the amount of things that this guy has done for me. Like my wrestling matches. None of my parents would ever come. Crazy, because like if I'm a parent, I'm going to my son's wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that pop up. I just see his random right self like looking down, watching me. And it was just like, at the moment, I was like, this guy is like, what is he doing here? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I look back at it now, it's like, dang, he's always been there. Even now. When I, when I left on my mission, he was there. When I came back, he was there. And he's always going to be there. Awesome. And just knowing that I got him by my side, it's, I know that, you know, no matter what I go through, like I can always probably not gonna call him. He's give me some stupid advice, but <laughs> probably just go over to his house or just sit there and stare at him. Like, hmm, think I got what I needed. You know what I'm saying? Revelation, boy. <laughs> no, you just gotta meet him to like know what I'm saying. Like, this guy, hmm. nah, he's actually really smart, but nah, he's just dumb. <laughs> Seven times. I've been counting my head. Seven <laughs> times. Put a counter on the freaking edit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing though. Just having um, just having like good people surround yourself with, right? Just having a good like a good influence in your life, especially with people who have gone through the same experiences. Especially people living in twenty twenty four, man. The world we live in is mm-hmm. a crazy world. It's a crazy awesome. world. Um, but to have someone like that, um, like your brother Junior said. Sounds like a super smart guy. Hopefully, he can come on guest line tonight one of these days. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, but to have someone like that is super cool just because um, you get to have someone you can just talk to, man. And that's why we love it. That's why we love having this this platform is just to have like real conversations with people. Bro, missions are super cool, bro. Super sick. I suggest everyone should go on one. Just go do it. But sometimes we get caught up in only talking about the good things. 
We only get caught up in talking about the good times. Where's there good times? Heck yeah, there will get some good times. Where there's some rough times? Heck yeah, there were some rough times. And there still is rough times. And that's why we love an opportunity to have an opportunity to, to talk to you, Loops, and just everyone else we've interviewed. Just to kind of be real with kind of what's going on with life and how the gospel has blessed us and things like that as well. So thanks for sharing your experience, BG. Yeah, we appreciate it. Definitely. Highest of highs and lowest of lows in the mission. 100%. You know, definitely some of the, the best times of my life and some of the worst times of my life was during those two years for sure um but <clears throat> lupo if i want to wrap this up i want to ask you if you could give yourself advice from before the mission right you today if you can give yourself one piece of advice to elder Lupotea leaving on his mission tomorrow what would you say Damn. don't go nigga <laughs> Don't go on that mission. Don't go on that plane. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I think. I think what I heard just went. Oh my god! Bounce, cut bro. it, Nathan. Cut it. Cut it, Nathan. <laughs> no, I think. That's I think hilarious. on a real note, like for real, like I probably say that just to be funny, because I know myself. But <laughs> I think uh, what I would really say is just. Go out there and just do you, you know? Don't worry about nobody else. Just actually want to do it, you know? And I think the biggest thing I would, like, advise him, advise him to do, like, eat from my heart and my strength and my mind and my soul. <sighs> just... Do it with the good intentions. I don't know. I think that's... There's a lot I would say. I, yeah. No, it's, it's tough to pinpoint it. Yeah. It's tough to pinpoint it. My bad for saying that, though. <laughs> <laughs> My fault just came out. <laughs> but, no, you're, right. good. you're good. That's what you would have said. That's what you would have said, man. Amen. You know, I think... I think you know, I've never, th I've never thought of that before. That question just, just came to me right to ask you. And it's definitely a tough question. You know, put you on the spot there. But as I think about it, my my piece of advice to myself would be connect everything back to the Savior. It's everything, everything you're doing, right? Whether that's going to bed on time, you know, making lunch, right? You know what? Teaching the gospel, right? Having a conversation with your companion. Connect everything back to the Savior, right? Because you know, as strong as my testimony is of Christ, it can always be stronger. You know, and I'd, I would love to have a stronger testimony now because of some of the things that I could have done on my mission, right? That helped me, that would help me connect it back to the Savior, right? And so I think that's the piece of advice that I give myself, right? Is just everything I was doing, see how that relates to the Savior. See how that is because of Him that you're able to do that. Mm -hmm. Interesting question. I would say for myself is kind of saying, I would say a lot, but. I would say, I would tell them, I'll tell young elderly come out, don't just do it because you're expected to, do it because you love it. Yeah. There are a lot of things I did on the mission is because I loved it. There's a lot of things I did on it because I was expected to. And I've definitely come to see which ones were which after the mission. Especially the habits that I've lost were probably habits because I was expected to do it and my companion was doing them too. And that's just how it came down to, to it. Um, and the things that I've 
stayed, the things that I've loved, are definitely um, gospel-related things, um, especially things um, that help me come to understand my Savior a little bit better, going to church, and just knowing that I'm going to mess up. That's why repentance is there. That's why the atonement of Jesus Christ is there. That's why we go to church every single week to partake of the sacrament. Um, just those simple things um, that you come to understand, you come to love as well. So um, that's just my small testimony as well. Um, but Big Loose, we have been going a little bit over time. Before we end, any last things you want to say? Any last shout outs? Any Maybe last? Maybe show your brother some love, Junior. <laughs> For real. <laughs> they just say dog in the way two minutes. <laughs> Dude's going to get a hiding when he gets back. Now, there's nothing to be said. <laughs> That's it. Hey, man, <laughs> you left it all out there, man. <laughs> Wrap it up, wrap it up. But once again, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate your experience, man, because your experience was definitely a unique one that, that we definitely wanted to, to talk about. Um, keep going strong. Keep doing what you do. You always got me. You always got this fool right here. Um, just do what we do. Um, but yeah, that's guest 99 for this week. Any last things? Peace out. Sorry, be dog. Bang.